0: Deakin University acknowledges the traditional custodians of all unceded lands, skies and waterways on which Deakin students, staff and communities come together. As we learn and teach through virtually and physically constructed places across time, we pay our deep respect to the ancestors and elders of the Wadarong Country, Eastern Ma Country and Wurundjeri Country, where our physical campuses are located. We also acknowledge the many First Nations From where students join us online and make vital contributions to our learning communities. Hello, and thank you for listening in to this episode of Respect, Belong, Thrive. My name is Liana Kotsakis. I am a School Outreach Partnership Officer with the Deakin Engagement and Access Program. You'll hear us refer to this program as DEEP throughout the episode. DEEP is a part of the Diversity, Equity and Inclusion team at Deakin University. Our podcast today is going to highlight World Access to Higher Education Day, which is taking place on the 17th of November this year world access to higher education day is focused on equitable access and success in higher education the international day of action acts as a catalyst to address inequalities in higher education on the podcast today you'll be hearing from two deacon students who are mentors of deacon we're going to refer to them again in the short term which is mod mods are a key part of the deep team working with high school students to build aspiration and instill confidence to support them in decision-making about their future. We aim to break down the socioeconomic barriers around accessing education. Today, we have Gemma, a master's student studying masters of marketing and Nathaniel, an undergraduate student studying the bachelor of mechatronic engineering with honors. Welcome Nathaniel and welcome Gemma. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. How was your journey into campus? pretty good pretty good we just finished a mod shift this morning so we're already here we're already warmed up we're ready to go had your coffee nuts oh I've had (laughs) so much I'm ready to rumble I've had my fuel I'm ready to go I love that all right so my first question tell me about your high school experience
1: all right so I started high school year seven we'll go right from the beginning so I started year seven (laughs) up in Queensland And I was there until the end of the first term of year 10, at which point, because my dad's work, we moved down to Victoria. So I changed schools essentially at the end of term one of year 10, which was a bit of fun to say the least. But thankfully, it was before, you know, going into senior years. So it wasn't too bad. And I was able to settle in all right and make new friends and have a good time going through my senior years, year 11 and 12.
0: Amazing. What would be a word to describe yourself as a student?
1: We'll go with Cruzy.
0: Cruzy? That's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. Go with that. (laughs) Cruzy. I love it. All right, Gemma, what about you? Yeah, I, I guess
2: also from the beginning did Year 7. My school was a P to 12 school, so I started actually in Year 4 and then switched from our junior or our primary school over to the senior school, so that's when Year 7 started. I stayed there until Year 12. That's pretty much it. I didn't really move or anything like that. Everything pretty much stayed the same. I guess the only entertaining things was school, I suppose. <laughs> As you are getting older, it keeps getting more stressful and the pressure starts to stack up and it changes changes. changes every year and there's more pressure so that was that was a lot of fun definitely I think one of the hardest parts even now as a uni student like one of the hardest parts of life I reckon was year 12 and just the pressure that was on you and all of that other than that one way to describe myself was hard working I like
0: that hardworking. I was a very cheeky student in high school. You wouldn't believe it. Now as an adult, I know I'm very put together. Wow! <laughs> but I found all the gaps and I utilised them when I was little. <laughs> but I did work hard. But I my motto was work harder. No, work smarter, not harder. Not work harder. Work smarter, work not way. harder. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. You wouldn't know now, would you? <laughs> All right. Following on from the last question, when you were a high school student, what was your view of university?
1: I'll go first again, I suppose. (laughs) I think I looked at it as having a bit more freedom than in high school. Obviously, in high school, you have all of your classes, you have your timetable, you go to the classes, you're basically there for six hours a day pretty much at least and I think part of the reason why uni appealed was that you know you had your classes but you didn't have to be there all day every day it wasn't five days a week it was you know you go when your classes are you do the work and I thought that was pretty appealing I thought that was a cool feature as it were a
2: cool feature yeah (laughs) flexibility
1: exactly It definitely
2: is a cool feature like now being in a uni student that's like one of the best things is the flexibility I love it. Um, when I was in high school though, I didn't really have much of of a perception on university. Like I was the oldest child, so I didn't have any older siblings. I had cousins that went to uni, but they lived like two hours away. So I didn't really have a great understanding how I perceived it. It felt like I always wanted to go to uni. I'm not sure if it's because both my parents went or it was expected or whatnot. That's a really good
0: point. Actually, the expectation. Yeah, you kind of grow up thinking that university was just the next step.
2: Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say as well. University is, especially if you don't know what to do with your life, university is just the next step. Like you could go into something the workforce straight away, or da 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 da. da. But university was kind of what most people were thinking of doing, and it kind of seemed like the most successful pathway into a career, I -hmm. guess. I didn't have a great understanding of what it involved except that it was another level up to year 12 so that mm-hmm. there was another education level. I didn't know if it was going to be more pressurised than year 12 or what. All I'd known was, like, the movies and things like that. Like
0: um, American.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, not just, like, college dorms and things. Like, I've watched mm. Monsters University. Like, <laughs> like they're Pretty much the same. Pretty much the same, you know,
0: <laughs> scare school, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I love that. Nathaniel, did you think you were going to study at university? Was that kind of your pathway that you thought you were going to go down? Did you think you were going to go to TAFE or work?
1: I think I always sort of knew that I would probably head towards university. Both my older siblings went to university, and I think that I guess where I saw my life heading, I knew I was going to have to sooner or later. Because I want to get into sort of the robotics automation industry, I figured they probably wouldn't let someone straight out of high school in to uh, play around with things. So I figured I'd have to go sooner or later and figured I'd just go straight in. So yeah, I guess probably from around year 10, I was thinking, yeah, I do want to go to uni and that'll be where I head straight after school.
0: Mm Mm-hmm kind of that next step. I remember when I was in high school, someone told me, I used to say, well, you graduate at the end of year 12. And I don't know if it was a teacher. I would assume it was. They told me your education doesn't end at year 12. It goes until the end of your life. Like you will continue to learn whether you go to uni or TAFE or you go into the workforce or whatever it may be. Go and travel. Your education never ends. So don't see year 12 as the end. I just thought you put a tight bow on it and you were done. And I they love said, that. Yeah, I know. It Thank you to the- whoever told me that. <laughs> Hopefully they're listening in. I know. <laughs> Life filled with
2: learning.
0: Someone might take credit that wasn't them. Yeah. So. <laughs> they might just, like, call into
2: our radio. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So chatting about accessing education, wherever it may have been, so in high school, uni, further ed at any time, What barriers did you face when accessing? I can think of
2: two barriers that I faced. So during high school, well, during pretty much all of the school, I've always lived like an hour away. So we had to catch a bus an hour there and then catch a bus an hour home. That automatically cut out two hours during the day. That could have been used for studying. That was definitely (laughs) something that um, affected my high school experience. And that was something that I put on the cease. And I'm really grateful that I did. Um, And the cease really helped I think something else that was a barrier between transitioning from high school and university. My high school didn't offer a subject in... I guess, the topic of the industry that I wanted to go into, which was media. So my high school didn't offer a media subject or anything close. It had things like studio arts and viscom so visual communication, but nothing quite in the television, cameras, anything like that. And that's what I wanted to do in university. So that kind of made it a small difference in sort of going into a university course because I had no experience in... I had no grades in media, no experience with cameras, nothing like that. So that was just a tiny thing nothing monumental but it was definitely
0: something that affected uh, my experience but also it's something that we I say we because I had the same Mm -hmm. thing happen that you see as normal and that's just part of you know accessing education is travel or is moving out or having to start from scratch and not you know having to take a pathway if you don't have the prerequisites so a lot of the things we I just grew up thinking traveling an hour or an hour and a half to uni was the norm that Mm -hmm. everybody did it and then you kind of get there and you're like, oh, not everybody does this. This isn't normal for everybody. Yeah. So I think you kind of notice in hindsight being 2020.
2: Yeah, definitely. And especially when they put it on all like the CESA applications and things mm-hmm. like that as something that could have disadvantaged you mm-hmm. in school. It's like, whoa, like, I guess it kind of was a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Like it did cut two hours out of my potential study time or my sleep time. Mm-hmm. Like I get it now. Like I didn't see it like that before.
0: Yeah. Nathaniel, what do you think?
1: barriers for me, I suppose. I mean, one big one was moving halfway through high school because I guess given that we had lived in Queensland for 12 years before moving, I guess I had never really thought about the possibility of having to leave. So going through school and high school, I never really thought that it was going to be an option or something that would happen. So I'd sort of planned around being at the one school until I graduated. Uh, So, it was a bit of a change, for sure, to move down here, moving two states away and moving away from all my old friends, obviously, was a bit difficult at the time. Other barriers, I suppose, one big one that a lot of people would relate to at the moment would have been, you know, the COVID lockdowns that we had during 2019 and 2020, and I mean, even after that, and the online learning that came with that, Uh, obviously, that that was a big change. I think in some ways I had a bit of a head start because I was doing specialist maths, which my school didn't offer, so I had to do it online anyway through another school, through distance education, and I think in some ways that made it easier, but it also made it harder because (laughs) I sort of already knew how much work you had to put in with online learning to still get away with, you know, achieving results. So. I guess I'd already uh, scaled my effort input for school. So as soon as we went online, (laughs) let's just say there was a bit more free time in my day.
0: (laughs) It it was almost, it was easier in some ways Mm. because things like travel were cut out, Mm. like you were saying, Gemma, but it was harder in others. At that time, I was a teacher with high school students and there was so much we had to learn that nobody knew But there were other parts that kind of made it easier, like the travel and finding a bit of balance was both challenging and easy. Yeah. In a way, it was really hard. It's a whole new environment, isn't it?
2: Because Mm -hmm. you've got to, like, all of a sudden increase your knowledge on digital literacy, you know, how Mm -hmm. to manage Zoom, how to manage groups and things like that completely online. Mm -hmm. And I think we're heading into a future that we have hybrid learning now so you could be in a classroom or now that we've got a handle on actually learning online that's where the future of education and work as well is sort of going into that sort of new environment as well so it's Mm. quite interesting
0: which is nice though I look at making you know looking at accessibility Mm. it just makes it more accessible we're not there yet there's still places we can go and areas we can grow but making it more accessible for people who might you know live out in regional areas like you said nathaniel you want to do a subject your school doesn't offer a lot of these avenues are being built and created because no one saw them before the old way was the old way but now why not try something new and see where it kind of takes everybody is so exciting. I know
2: it's definitely exciting and yeah I can relate to that being a cloud student as well so um, a cloud student being where I do all of my university work online so I don't have to go into campus for lectures or assignments or anything like that and I find that I have such a busy schedule like I have two jobs and I'm also doing like another certificate so it's hard to find time like I don't reckon that if I was an on-campus student I would be able to make it into the lectures just because of all of my work commitments that I have to keep up with to be able to you know the costs of living and all mm-hmm. of that so I think it's really great Uh it's at least been really great for me to be able to have that flexibility like instead of having to go to a lecture hall at 9am when i just so happen to also have work i can then do my work and instead go home it could be like eight o'clock at night or something and i can then just jump on my laptop and open
0: up a recording Mm so
2: it's i just love how accessible it is
0: it is and it's the skills that you're learning like agency i had the complete opposite i didn't i had complete um attendance when i was at uni you had to attend every single tutorial every single lecture And it was very rigid and it took away, you know, I still had agency around my learning, but it took away, you know, when someone tells you to do something, you don't want to do it anymore, like clean your room and you're like, well, it was going to do it, but I don't want to (laughs) do it now. It takes away the credit. (laughs) Exactly. So it takes away that, whereas this is the skills you're learning to be independent and to find the accessible ways and find the agency in your decision-making is so exciting. It's something all young people need or people in general should learn and need which is really nice absolutely so the next question i have is how was your transition from high school to uni
2: i was really lucky in that one of my cousins who obviously started university before me she's a little bit older i had her to sort of navigate or help me guide me through i suppose the initial online stages of a course you know um enrolling accepting a course figuring out how to do the timetable all sorts of things like that so I was really lucky and I'm really grateful to have her as a resource in terms of rocking up to university and it being a whole new experience making friends is so easy because you're all in the same boat like you rock up to a lecture hall nobody knows each other Mm -hmm. so you just sit next to random people you could be like three or four seats away you're could be like instantly best friends with them whether you're extroverted and you chat to anyone or you're introverted and it's just so easy to make friends and especially if you go on student residences you'll be in your little apartment with all of your allocated roommates next to you and you guys just make friends so easily so that's a really great transition into university and as ironic as it is, I know it's only like a couple months difference between coming out of school and going into university, but I feel like the maturity level also changes. Everyone's, I suppose, less intimidating. Like we're all there because we want to be there and we're all there for the same reason in the same mindset. And it's, it's really nice.
0: It's a nice refreshing feeling. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Amazing. Nathaniel, what was your transition like?
1: I think it was, it was pretty smooth, I'd say all things considered. So coming out of high school and then going essentially straight into uni the next year, I think the break between finishing and starting possibly didn't help me to adjust. I think that having all that time off between made it a bit hard (laughs) to then come in and go, yes, I have to learn. But now instead of a teacher telling me what I have to do each day, they'll teach me things, but I still have to learn myself rather than them, you know, do this, do that it's here's the information Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now take it and you know use it i think that was one really big change and also just adjusting from i guess my the standards at high school to the standards at university i think there's a bit of a jump there that i mean i guess i hadn't really thought about before Mm -hmm. you sort of think yeah i'm just gonna keep going but then it's it's again very different but you adjust pretty quickly um, and yeah, making friends, that was really great. I remember coming to one um, open day, I think it was an O-Week event, and I came in, I didn't know anyone, and I left still not knowing anyone, oh, because no. I only <laughs> stayed for like 10 minutes, because I was like, I don't know anyone, oh. I'm, I'm nervous, so You're I'm just going to leave. You're probably not the only
0: one to yeah, say, yeah. absolutely. Yeah,
1: I was like... It's nice, but I'm going to go home now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so hard.
1: (laughs) But no, that's all right because I met some, um, yeah, great people in classes. So Mm -hmm. that was really nice and it it ended up well. So plenty of connections in my classes now.
0: I love that. And when you're kind of chatting about, you know, you left after 10 minutes and now you're looking back at it, is there something that you wish you knew that someone had told you about that transition period? Is there a piece of advice that you would now tell someone else that you think... I would have loved to know that.
1: I think one of the really important things is just to remember that, you know, everyone else is feeling the same. It's not just you. So even if you feel nervous and you want to leave after 10 minutes, there are probably heaps of other people there that are also feeling the same. So as long as you can find some people, then I feel like it would kind of snowball and you just meet plenty of people Mm -hmm. that were, you know, either doing the same courses or at least, you know, there to meet people as well. That's why people went. To meet people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I figured, you know, if you actually just realise they're here for the same reason, let me stop and talk to them, then you'd be fine.
0: Like they create a week for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. otherwise, if no one wanted to make friends, they wouldn't run the exactly. program. But everyone wants to make friends. And so I think,
1: yeah. Sorry, you sorry go. John.
0: I was just going to say,
2: and it works really well as well, because if you don't, even if you don't make friends, all of the um Olympic events that are designed to help you socialize. You make them everywhere else in university as well. It could be your lecture halls or mm-hmm. at the bus stop or some random place. Like mm-hmm. they're literally everywhere. So at the
0: cafe. At the cafe. I oh, just yeah. met a friend doing first aid last week. And now we've planned a holiday to New Zealand together. Wow. <laughs> I know. I don't know if it's going to happen, but <laughs> friends yeah. in unlikely places, yeah. you just have to be that awkward one to say hello. Mm. And then sometimes they'll be your friend for life. <laughs> so you kind of chatted about your transition and having people there to support you. So something that came to mind was if you know you might not have family that's there to support you or a friend or a cousin that's previously gone you guys are part of the DEEP program, which is essentially a mentoring program that you guys then go out to students and schools and you deliver school outreach workshops. So in that program, you're in classrooms, inspiring the next generation to raise aspiration and break down barriers that students are facing in accessing university. So as a mod, what would you say to those people who are sitting and listening and thinking, but I don't have you know, family or friends, what would you say about kind of them finding their community?
2: I would say, first of all, don't be discouraged. Like, it may seem daunting and there may be a thousand reasons why you don't think you should go to university, whether it's that you won't know anyone there or you don't think you'll be smart enough or it's just inaccessible. Don't let those reasons sort of restrict you and set that boundary for you. Go in with an open mind, say whatever happens, happens, and just jump right into it because some of the best opportunities come from just giving it a go, giving it a crack. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of finding support, at, universities have a lot of support program, programs, as you can see with us and our mentoring groups. But there's also a thousand different groups and societies, whether they be social, cultural. Um, so at, at some point, you're going to find something at the university that's uh, going to relate to you or that's going to speak out to you. And that's a really great way to sort of blend with people that are, mm-hmm. that are like you and you find your niche and you find your place.
1: Yeah, I think um, definitely if you, I guess if you don't have anyone that you know to lean on and help you, just be the first, pave the way, just jump in and go for it, because there's no harm in doing that, it's not like it's going to adversely affect you, and you'll come out stronger because of it, you'll make connections, you'll make friends, you'll have fun, you'll find your place, so I think just go for it is the main thing.
0: I love that. I love that's a that good piece too. of advice. Something that the students, you guys would know after we do workshops and we facilitate programs, we often get feedback from students. And a big piece of feedback for them is to say, I didn't know this. Thank you so much. And that's kind of, you know, them building that aspiration. And I like to say we pop their bubble. Everybody lives in a little bubble of their community and their family and kind of what you know, us going out and facilitating our deep program ideally would pop that bubble and say, look what else there is, whether it is deacon, something else, further education, travel, whatever the journey may be. What's it like for you guys to go back to the classroom as a deacon student mentor?
2: Would you like to speak first? Because we went to your school today, didn't yeah,
1: we? Yeah. So I went back to uh, the old stomping ground
2: <laughs> as it was.
1: Um, and yeah, that was just this morning, actually. I think it's good to go back because i have some familiarity on top of that like when i was at school here i actually took part in some of the deep programs
0: like as a high school
1: student. yeah as a high school Ooh. student so you know we had a number of programs offered where that was about C's, i remember doing that one there was one about scholarships there was also an inclusion day or like immersion day where we got to actually come out to the university campus and we could pick from a number of different classes or not classes but different activities to do that were sort of within the field we we're interested in so that was a lot of fun to come out and experience that I can't say that it was entirely accurate to how actually going to university is but it was still a lot of fun to go out and see see the facilities and the environment that you would learn in, even if it wasn't a day in the life of a uni student, it was still a great experience to come out and have that fun and just great time, you know, mm-hmm. out on campus. It's
0: like a little bit of a snapshot. Yeah. In like Gemma said, we see what we you know, like I always thought university was what I saw in the movies. Mm-hmm. That's an American college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I generally oh was watching yeah, completely So it's kind different. of nice you say like it isn't, you know, university life is very niche and there are some parts you know, a day coming up with your school might not show every little detail, but, you know, seeing a university campus, we often don't even have a visual. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know, you know, some, we're looking at students, um, you know, who might live regionally who don't have a campus anywhere near them or overseas who have never seen a university campus.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's we- a pretty great experience. Like, I love working the workshops where they're be where they able to come onto campus because they're like, wow, like, oh, my God. And they have <laughs> a thousand different questions, mostly specific to what they want to do. Like, they'll be like, oh, where's the nursing building? Or what mm-hmm. does this look like? And half the time I have no idea because I've never set foot in the nursing <laughs> building. <laughs> like, I'm a business <gasps> student. Like, um, you can look online or we have open days. or. <laughs> but they get so excited. And you can see it in even the way they behave because we'll work with them um, at least once before they come to campus and they just they have such a different vibe and sort of I guess behave differently in a way in that I don't want to be corny and say that there's hope but like mm-hmm. they look and I they're love like, the well. corn <laughs> <laughs> they just have this like this these big wondrous eyes and they're like wow like university's so cool and I haven't even like gone into it yet like mm-hmm. this is just my first reaction to it and I think at least that's what I've seen is that they just sort of go in and they just, they feel different is at least what I see. And I can't remember if I've heard. I don't know if I'll be pushing it if I said that's what I've heard them say as well,
0: but. I'm sure they have.
2: I'm sure <laughs> they have. I've read it on feedback forms where they're like, you've, been, you've like, you guys, um, I didn't know this about university, you've made me consider now. Like, they've changed the box from saying they don't want to go to university to then at the bottom of the page saying they do want to go to university. Mm -hmm. And so it's the little things like coming to campus or maybe we'll say one sentence or one phrase in a workshop that'll completely change the game for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we're here for. Like If we can do that for at least one kid or one student, then we've done our job and we've made a difference.
0: Which is so nice. We're just showing... Our job is essentially to show that education is accessible. I personally used to work in a regional area when I was in kind of secondary education. And so many of my students would say, I, I just don't go. I work on a farm or I know I need to get into full-time work. University cannot be for me. Mm. Whereas, you know, we we're chatting about studying online or, you know, having flexibility around moving on to residence or studying part-time or... You know moving to TAFE and doing a pathway or a diploma having options is exciting because often students will say my option is I go do this and that's it whereas we're like popping the bubble yeah. I'm yeah. so glad I got to put that saying
2: <laughs> it's a good one it's very accurate as well yeah. like we are popping the bubble that they've sort of surround themselves with and mm-hmm. we're sort of opening it up and showing them like i a different sort of not an alternative reality to what mm-hmm. they previously thought about university but yeah we're sort of showing them well a what university really looks like and b like you said the thousands of options that there are that are there and designed for every individual person mm-hmm. like not everyone fits into the same cardboard cutout you know we're all different so it's really nice to show them that there's different pathways and options that they can go to whether it be they don't feel they have enough intelligence to be able to go to university or they have enough finances or anything like that just sort of boosting them up and being like it's gonna be okay because there's a thousand mm. different
0: options building like, aspiration yes definitely
2: <laughs>
1: yeah one thing that I just sort of now it's like I almost like to think of it as some kids they might have, you know, think of it as like a path and they have one path that's well lit and that's the one they think they want to go on. And the other path is there, the path to higher education, but maybe it's like dark. And I like to think that perhaps we're just flicking the switch and turning those lights on. So I suddenly they can that, see that second path. <laughs> because it was always there, but we just kind of show them that it's available as well. We light mm-hmm. it up for them.
2: A hundred percent. Yeah. We we'll make it a disco. We have all sorts of different colors and all spotlights. <laughs> We make it fun. But like, by the way, look at this. Oh, look at that.
0: Yeah. Here's something for well, you. It's, it's one of those things where students or young people or people in general, you know, we're kind of chatting about our experience as young people moving through high school to uni, but having the options there later in life as well, where we know that there might be a student that says, look, I loved the workshop. Still not for me, though. I don't want to go to uni. And our job is still successful. We still had high impact. You know, we built aspiration. We built their awareness around further education. And it might be 20 years down the track, they think, you know what? I thought it wasn't for me, but now my journey's changed. I might go back to school. And it's just shining the light. I love that, Nathaniel. That was a really good analogy. (laughs) It was. All right. So we've chatted about young students and kind of the perceptions um, about what they have about university. And I want to dig a little deeper there. What impact do you think the DEEP program is having on what young students are saying?
1: I guess I hope that it makes them maybe talk about it to their friends more, like talk amongst themselves. Because I know one of the scary things for myself was that Essentially, none of my friends from school were planning on going to uni, and I thought that was scary because I wanted to go, and none of them did, and that was going into an unknown environment without anyone else. So, I think, I guess I hope that it makes them talk amongst themselves, and, you know, if it encourages more than one person to go, I think that's really great, especially if they can, you know, improve their friendship over that and sort of, yeah, just breach the topic and make it less scary. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. I hope that they go home and whether they talk about it with their friends or their family or something like that, they'll either go home and they'll be like, oh, I learned something new today about, it could be the workforce, it could be university or pathways or whatever we talked about that day. They'll go home and they'll be like, oh, we learned something new. It could be one thing, it could be seven things, it could be the whole workshop, which I doubt, but that would be (laughs) an incredible attention span, but they'll at least take something away from it and whatever it'll be, it'll be something positive because we we only really talk about eye openers and breaking stigmas. Mm. That's what our workshops are designed to do. So no matter what they come home with, it's going to be valuable and it hopefully might make a difference. And they'll talk about it maybe with their parents. They'll be like, oh, well, these guys came into our school and they were talking about this pathway that might work for me. Or they were talking about cease and my circumstance is one of the ones they listed or something like that, something tiny that they picked up that might Mm -hmm. make a massive difference that is sort of spreading awareness to their friends but also to parents who can then help other parents who also have kids that same age or something like that, just spreading and breaking that whole stigma and creating such an optimistic mindset about approaching higher education?
0: I love that. That's a great Mm. answer. As you were talking, I even thought about, I was kind of thinking about what are the commonalities across the, say, university, an an open day or a um, immersion day where they come onto campus. And I remember I was chatting with a student and they were pretty sure that they wanted to go to TAFE. Like, university is not for me thanks for the option, but TAFE's my way to go. And we had a bit of a conversation about campus and they were like, no, universities have campuses. And I said, no, TAFE's have campuses too. And they were like, wait, like it's, it looks like this. And I said, well, they're pretty similar. They have classrooms. They, you get a map, you need to figure out where to go and, you know, choose your subjects and do your workshops. And they kind of had this like light bulb moment and they thought, touring a uni campus, I'm not going to come to this uni, but the skill of finding a lecture theatre the same way they would find a workshop in the mechanic component of a TAFE is the same skill. It's just different. Like, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been on a work site before. They're so daunting to go on. (laughs) You have to find the bathrooms and the lunchroom and find the foreman and Find your team, and it's so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Similar to the skills you learn when you do things at a university, it doesn't matter where you go, but you know it's it's the same thing. You're just applying it in a different way. It's
1: those transferable skills.
0: That's the word, transferable skills. Good Good one, Nathaniel. Coming (laughs) out with the hard hitters today. (laughs) Great work. (laughs) All right, so I've got one last question. And the question is, what would be a piece of advice for your high school self?
1: Be bold. Be brave. Good I one. think sometimes you have to, going into something new, you just have to go with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to accept that it's changing, but you can change with it and you can use that to your advantage.
2: I guess piggybacking off of that. It's not necessarily be bold, but ask questions. Mm. Like um it could be questions about the future. It could be simple things like you don't know a question in school or you don't know a question about this or that or something, especially things that seem like is common knowledge and that everybody should know it. So you're sort of hesitant to ask questions about it. Definitely ask questions because you're gonna be better off asking the question and finding the answer than just keep going on that path of just not knowing and just pretending and just guessing and be like yeah it'll be right when you could have the answer so easily it could Mm -hmm. be answered by a teacher who by the way are there to answer your questions that's literally (laughs) their job or it could be a friend or a parent or just anyone just ask as many questions as you can because that's how you learn
0: that's a really good one because people like you said it's it's like embarrassing you think Mm -hmm. oh everyone should know everyone knows this but me then you ask it and you realize no one knew the answer and everyone was hoping somebody would ask. Yeah, everyone's yep. like, oh, my God, thank God that kid asked. Yes, like, what a legend. Exactly. I love that. So I've got be bold, be brave, ask questions. I was actually thinking as well, my high school self, not wasn't that long ago, I'd like to think, <laughs> but I wrote down be your authentic self. When you're yourself, you're comfortable, you're confident, you, know, you may be introverted but you're being who you are you're not pretending to be super extroverted and ask all these questions and then afterwards you're like oh my god what did <laughs> i just do so i think be your authentic self would be mine as well
2: 100 that's great look at us with all of our
0: amazing well is there anything else you want to touch on that we haven't touched on
1: i reckon just take opportunities as they come to you mm-hmm That's important because there are too many times when people don't and they'll regret it later. I mean, obviously, if you don't want to do something, don't do it. But if there's a chance that you might want to, I'd say do it.
0: I love that.
2: I love it. That's a really good one. Yeah, go for it because you don't know what's going to come out of it. Mm. It could be life-changing just saying yes to something.
0: Yeah, And being – I didn't know you could be flexible. In high school, you think – like things are a little bit less flexible, let's go with. They're a bit more rigid. Mm -hmm. So when you have that mindset going into uni, you think, well, if I pick, you know, a bachelor of nursing, I have to stick with it. It's four years. I didn't know when I was 18, 19, that you can change, that if someone says this might be more suitable for you or an opportunity pops up that you can actually change over and Get credited units or go and travel mm. and take a break. I thought four years is four years. Start it and you have to finish.
2: I know. I didn't
0: realize you could, like, <laughs>
2: it sounds move so concrete. between. Things. Yeah. <laughs> you need four years, you need mm-hmm. these four. It doesn't really, it's not quite um, advertised that it's so easy to change. Mm-hmm. Like, you can so easily just transfer from one course to another another course mm-hmm. and it could be a completely different course as well. Mm-hmm. So, so don't be hesitant about, you know, all of these um what mm-hmm. would you say, I guess walls that are put up that don't actually exist.
0: Just act, like it just opens your accessibility. Mm-hmm. Like the opportunities like Nathaniel you said, opportunities will pop up. Say yes obviously if you want to. If you <laughs> don't want to, you <laughs> yeah. don't have to but you being open to them coming, you know, coming your way, doors opening having the choice, there is flexibility and that's what we love. Amazing. Well, thanks so much Gemma and Nathaniel for joining me today.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you so You're much. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's been great.
0: It's been so good. You're so welcome. Um, it's been so amazing, you know, hearing your journeys and discussing um, the importance of days like World Access to Higher Education you know, we've been highlighting the need to address inequalities in higher education and looking at our journeys and you're kind of just looking at access and what that looks like. So thank you so much again. It's been so amazing having you. Stop it. It was absolutely great. I love it. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And if you would like to hear from some of our other colleagues, students and community partners, you can browse our previous recordings on Respect, Belong, Thrive. Thank you so much for listening. This episode of Respect, Belong, Thrive is sponsored by Community Bank at Deakin University. In an Australian first, Deakin University, Bendigo Bank and Adelaide Bank have partnered to create Community Bank at Deakin University, with profits being returned to the Deakin community. This episode was made possible by the Community Strengthening Fund, which provides financial assistance through sponsorship and grants to Deakin community projects, events, and other initiatives. To find out more, click the link in our show notes.